And then maybe in return. Okay. Oh, sorry. Oh, At least there aren't any expensive books over there. They're not that expensive. They're He's, only like $35 each. He spilled his balls all like over the table. All right, sorry. I'm sorry. All my notes are ruined. Well, I guess the story's over, guys. Sorry for the short one. We won. Hooray. And then you solved the mystery. Here's our song about that time we spilled the balls. We had a mystery. <laughs> and we solved it. And then we spilled our balls and... Pay attention because you're the I'm one fine. I don't need any more paper towels. Okay. What's wrong? Is he yelling at me? <laughs> yes. Bardic Mystery Tour is always here for you. Strap them boots on, here comes season two. We're a band of bards solving mysteries. Join us on adventures if you please. Bardic Mystery Tour is a 5th edition D&D actual play podcast about a rock and roll band out on tour that solves mysteries. I'm Ed. I'll be your DM. Hi, I'm Emily. I'm playing Flo Calhoun. She is a wood elf and a bard. She's a singer of Antler Mayhem. She usually uses a magical bow or her spells to fight. And she recently acquired a set of bracers of archery that she's looking forward to using. Hi, I'm Brayden. I play Sammy Stoneslinger. Sammy Stoneslinger is the best bard of the bunch. He's a rock gnome because he rocks so hard and he plays the drums in the band Antler Mayhem. Sammy comes from a long, proud line of stone-slinging gnomes, and he has a special slinging technique that lets him sling stones farther than the average gnome. Hi, I'm Grundledore, and I'm bleeding on my maul right now. Last time on Bardic Mystery Tour, the gang investigated suspects of the ransacking of the government building. They studied the insides of their homes, and they interrogated them for alibis. We join them as they discuss the evidence with Constable Bernard. This is Bardic Mystery Tour. What do you know? Let's go sit down in your office. Okay. Okay. Is that weird? The only thing that's weird about it is that there are only two chairs in his office. Okay. Well, I'm claiming one of them. It's the one with the handcuffs. I got dibs in the other one. What do you think claiming means? You think you claim it by not dibsing it? Well, she said she claimed one. I said I claimed the other one. (laughs) He has to stand. All right. So we go into his office. All right. So it's private? It's just the He closes four the door and he goes, give me the lowdown. All right. What do you know? Someone was in here last night. Okay. And you think only on the main floor. And I'm sending them to jail forever. They probably stole all your postcards. Um, no, I think all the postcards. I think everything with any value was still here. We didn't discover mm-hmm. anything missing. Maybe there's something that was put there instead of being something being taken. Something may have been placed. Yeah, did you find anything extra? Mm, no. All right, I light my lantern of revealing and I go take a walk throughout the whole place. Okay. What do I see? Uh, it's very similar to the last time you looked at it. Except for maybe like one or two of the people went home. Okay. How many people are still left? The secretary and the constable. All right. Hey, uh, constable, can I talk to my friends for a second in private? We're in private. I meant without you for just a second. Oh, all right. He steps out. Guys, I whisper, Sammy, look at that file and figure out where it came from. Like, does it have like a label on it? I look at the file. Okay. Where did it come from? Like, is there a label on it? Yeah, it says man of heart employee list. Does it have a date? No. Does it look like it came from here? Does it look like the same as the files that we looked through here? Yeah. I compare it to the files that are here. 
very similar typeface and stuff. I say, Flo, you're Same a genius. kind of vanilla on And then the I call Bernard back in. What's up? I say, look, we found this file, but we didn't find it here. What? And I show it to him. I said, does this look like a file that you've seen before? Yeah, this is my very important Manaheart employee file. Why What's it important it? for? To keep track of the, all the employees for Manaheart. Why? You don't work for Manaheart. Yeah, but you don't trust them, do you? There's a lot of documents in this building, okay? Used I, to be a lot more. Maybe I don't trust them. How'd you not notice this document was missing, though? You want me to go through every single document? Yes. When you say nothing's missing and the building's mostly full of documents, I would have thought that you would have checked that out in some way. But I get, all right. Fair well, enough. all right. Let's find it out then. I go to the filing cabinet where it goes. You go back downstairs with Bernard. And he goes to a filing cabinet. And he opens it and he goes, what? I have it right here. And he pulls out an identical looking file folder. I closely compare them for any minor discrepancies. The only minor discrepancies are that all the names are changed. That's That's not very minor. Seems like quite a difference. How are they changed? Are they all lowercase names or what? They're just incorrect names. They're all anagrams of their previous names. That may be, but only if an idiot did it. So, but they have correct addresses in the one we found. Is the one in the, all the addresses are the same? Okay, is the one in the file that was in the government building? Is that the one that's wrong? Yeah, they like replaced it with wrong information. Yes, well, now we know the crime, we just need to figure out the motive. And to figure out the motive, we need to figure out the reason that you would want to do this. Body snatchers. Body snatchers. They've replaced those people with aliens. Yeah. And then... We have to stop the invasion of the planet. It all begins here. This isn't just a radio tower. This is a rocket ship to take this whole planet up into space. This is where the podcast goes from fantasy to sci-fi. To real science fiction. Hard sci-fi. No more magic. Just laser beams and technology, baby. Fusion and fission. Radiation. Burns. Atomizations. Masers. Masers. Lasers. Tasers. Tasers. And guns. Phasers. Lots of guns. Blazers. We already had guns in this. Yeah, but do we have any blazers yet? We had a blazer. That guy's wearing a suit. He is. How different is that? Close enough for me. This is already sci-fi. In all seriousness, they're probably going to try to replace the staff and then have the law enforcement think that those people belong so that they can steal some sort of product from the plant, the Um, tower. Constable Bernard says, Sammy, I'm really glad that you're really concerned about a motive. But you don't technically need a motive. You just need incriminating evidence. So I just need to know where you found this. Oh. Before we go there and incriminate an innocent, potentially innocent man, who knows? Question. Okay. In the file we found outside of here. Why incriminate them when we could just cremate them? I think it might be time for us to keep our mouths shut or send them off on a goose chase. And then we go back and we jump janitor time down and intimidate him to get the truth out yeah, of him. Yeah, but, but, but first, can we find out this question? Did it say Galford, Balefist, Kitten, Kiffin, and Harmore in the file we found outside of here? Yes. Not in the file that we found in the police station. Right. Do you think someone's planning to kill the four of them? There are more than four 
wrong names. names in the file. Okay. I think it's time now to do the thing you said. Did we tell him where we found it yet? No. No. We tell him we found it at the quagmire. At the where in the quagmire? Room it was 59. in the bathroom. Room bathroom fifty nine. That's our room, isn't it? It's fifty three. Oh, okay. You found it in the bathroom. Yeah. Great. Now I have to go interrogate everyone that was at the hotel last night. All right. We'll wait here and meet you. Well, you, you gotta go outside. And I gotta lock down. All right. We'll go outside. All right. Bye. Oh, wait. The secretary's here. Okay. You just we'll can't just go wait. upstairs. Okay, okay. We'll just wait here and we'll not wait go here. upstairs. Put the rope up so we can't get through. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good call. He hooks the rope up. As soon as he leaves, I collect all the plants. Wait, you collect them? I put them all in the same room, the quiet room away from the secretary. Okay, weirdo. As you start to do that, I tug on your sleeve. And I'm like, Flo, we got to go do this interrogation. We don't have that much time. All right, Bernard leaves. I just grab the centermost plant off of whichever desk is in the center of the room that was messy. I take it with me. Okay. Why? What, what are you doing? You can't gonna, steal from a government facility. I'm going to talk to Roll it. Roll a stealth check. <laughs> 31. Jesus Christ. Should I roll a disadvantage because I'm screaming? You can't take a plant from a government facility. All right. The secretary says, uh, excuse me, miss. Uh, did you? Uh... Oh, um, I wanted to just give this some air and put it out front. I uh, mean, it's kind of drafty in here, so it's probably fine. All right, fine. I put it back. All right. Thanks, Sammy. I'm sorry. I just don't want to get I was going to ask it. Ask it what here. Okay, fine. I cast speak with plants. Hey, bud. How's it hanging? I'll leave you alone in a second after I get to the root of my question. And then I talk to these potted plants in the room. Okay. Hey, guys. Hi. How's it going? Are you thirsty? Uh, I got some water this morning. Good. Did you guys see anybody come in here and, like, mess this place up? Maybe. Who? Describe the person you saw. I don't remember very well. Was it one person? Um, was it? Was it yesterday? A conjoined person. Yeah, last night. Conjoined person. Wait, he can't talk to plants. Oh, yeah. Uh, last night. Was it one person? I don't remember. Was it noisy? I was asleep, I think. Okay. I go to bed at like noon. Okay. Bye, dude. Okay. Flo, what did it tell us? He's real dumb. Who was it? Galliport? I have no idea. It doesn't even know how many people it was. If it was one or many. Okay. I think it was asleep. All right, let's go jump okay. this janitor. I leave as fast as humanly possible. I'm sorry. I leave as fast as elvenly possible. We run the janitor's place. Okay. Flo walks like quickly. You get there. Is he there? No. Is there anyone there? No. Hmm. Does it look like someone attacked him and there no. was a scuffle? What time is it? Uh, Like 3 or 4 p.m. All right, we got plenty of time before Flo's date. What's my date? You made a date with Kiffin. Oh, you made yeah. a date with every single one of these people. That's not true. I know. Uh, Do we see any tracks? Yeah, there's tracks everywhere. Roll an investigation check. Ugh, 24. Ugh, 17. Ugh. 21. You found some rock gnome tracks. You found some wood elf tracks. You found some half orc tracks. You found some human tracks. There's a lot of tracks down here. So uh, we can't track Genitor? No, there's too many. It's too much. It's too difficult. Did we already look for an earring in there? No. Oh, he's the one that had a hole. Yeah, but let's go in and look for an earring. 
But he only had one hole. And it was empty. So, like, maybe we have his earring. Could be. And it was near the filing cabinet. Could and be. And he had a file. But if we find an earring, then we know it wasn't his. Okay. He could only ever have one earring. We bust into his shack. All right, the beads fly to the side and settle calmly back to where they were. I hit him again. All right, they rattle again. And then I search for an earring. All right. 23. You find this case with like 15 earrings in it. Ha! Is it one of each one? He could never be the guy. Yes. He could be the guy. I look around for any kind of like document making device, like a typewriter or whatever. If it wasn't typed, you know, calligraphy, papers. Yeah. I don't know. It was very fancily written, I guess. All right. I look to see if he's got like a nice dipping pen or whatever you would do to do that. Okay. Let's investigate. Yeah. There's not. You've investigated this whole place. 11. There's not one. Oh, okay. Who do we know of that could write fancy? The innkeeper. It might be the secretary. It might be. Let's head back to the precinct. But this time, we'll keep our presence unknown and we'll sneakily cast clairvoyance right above her desk and watch what kind of work she's doing. Sneaky. All right. As soon as you step outside, you see Janitor on the beach and he turns and he runs away from you. Chase him down, Longstrider. When the going's tough, and you're not very tall, just cast this spell and you'll race them all. Longstrider. I chase him down too. All right. In like 55 seconds, you catch him. Why are you running from us? He's like, I have the right to remain silent. We're not the police. You don't have to remain silent to us. And because we're not the police means you have no rights. I'm going to roll the intimidation on him. 22. See if he becomes more cooperative. Do you intimidate people into becoming cooperative? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was just going to try telling him it's okay. He's like, I do have rights, but don't scare me. We're not going to scare you. Why are you in my house? We'll just bleed you out real quiet. We're looking for you. Why are you looking for me? We need answers. Where's your earring? They're in my house. These? And I dumped them on the beach in front of him. <laughs> you jerk. Oh, I guess they're on the beach. Are you missing any? I don't have to answer any of your questions. Or this one. And then I'm like, Flo, get that one out. I hold up the one that is in my pocket. He goes, that's not mine. Whose is it? You must know. I don't have know. to answer any of your... Wait. You must I, know whose it is. I'm not answering any of your questions. You're a jewelry connoisseur, man. Anybody no, I'm with not. one I'm not earring any of your, you keep tricking knows me. all earrings. If this doesn't belong to you, then that's good for you. No, you're tricking me. I'm going to roll some more intimidation. If you don't tell us whose earring that is, I'm going to stick every one of these earrings laying on the beach in you like a pincushion. Oh yeah, 26. He starts cowering and curls up into a ball. I pick up one earring. Starts whimpering. I begin to insert it. No, no, you don't. No, 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 no. All right. Is it time for some good cop, bad cop? You better stop me, because I'm going to put this right up his place where he doesn't have a piercing. All right. I'm like, hey, come on, Grunga. Let's let's not get out of hand. We lost our cool a little bit. It's just we're so frustrated trying to solve this case. I haven't even begun yet. I am the law. I help him up off of the sand. Well... I wouldn't get too crazy. He's still pretty curled up and weeping slightly. I'm sorry about my friend. Will you please come with me? Just me alone, just the two of us, away from this guy. 
and his earring threats. I'll start picking up the earrings and putting them back in the box. All right, he walks away from Grunador and Sammy with Flo. All right, listen, bud. We're having a problem because we had a show and we can't play that show. And so we're trying to solve this situation where somebody broke into the it wasn't me. government office and made a big old mess. And there's no telling whether anything's missing or extra. It just was a mess. It's like someone went in to just make a mess. And we just need to find out who it was so that we can have a show and play our music. I demand to be tried in front of my peers. Okay, I'm not trying anything. Then let me go. I'm not holding on to you. I'm just walking next to you. Oh, I'll see you later. And he just starts leaving. Attack him! Which way is he going? Back to his house. All right, I follow him to his house. I don't think he gets there. He doesn't have a door. Him. He's like, I don't want you to be around me. We're trying to talk to you instead of telling the constable to come talk to you. All right, I'm going to go find the constable. We can offer you protection that the constable can't. We'll put you in witness protection. What are you talking about? It means we'll take your identity I got and then sell you seven. as a servant. He says, you guys aren't in charge of anything. Get off of my property. You can't own property. All right, I'm I'm going to go get the constable. Get out of here or I'm going to try you for trespassing in okay. the civil courts. Good luck, jump. And I walk away. Wait, no, a serious question, too. Do you own this beachfront property? Some of it. Okay, because Flo wants to bring her date here later on and do some like romantic Well, normally it wouldn't be a problem, but someone accosted me. Yeah, but she didn't. It was mostly us. Bye. Is that like a persuasion check? I got 15. Maybe. All right. I roll insight on if, whether or not I think any of his words before were like lies or truth. All right, roll insight. Mm. Eight. He seems on the up and up. All right. What do you guys want to do? I'm going to go talk to the constable. Yeah, let's go back and spy on the secretary. Okay. We go back to the government building. Do we go in? Okay. I don't go in. Okay. I go in to wait in that office. I cast clairvoyance at the secretary's desk and I look at her paper. I sing a song when I just can't see. An invisible eye sends an image back to me. Uh, she's uh, working on a crossword puzzle. Does her handwriting look similar to the handwriting on the document? Do you have some sort of specialty in handwriting expertise? Oh, yeah. That's it right here. I rolled an intelligence check. 16. Um, now they look different. Dang. She's the only person in this town I can think and write. Um... Who else have we not talked to? So I think that I think that we kind of have a, a picture here. Someone intimidated poor old janitor into going in and, and replacing that file. And it's because they're trying to get rid of the old employees. But now we got to go find some more information on who that might be. Janitor is obviously a patsy because he's like a chump. Well, and there was um skin flakes up in the attic. So yeah. do our good friend Harmore was in the attic? I don't know. We don't know if they're her skin flakes or planted to make her look, you if know. If you plant them, do people grow? I don't know. We should try it. But we, don't, we have to stick around. Maybe we can put them in a potted plant that we can carry around with us. Um. Oh, let's go in. Like, Let's go in and talk to the secretary real quickly. Okay. I'm like, hey. All right. He's like, what's up? The secretary's a dude this whole time? Did I say otherwise? I'm like, hey. Hey. I noticed that you had 
Gallifort working on some lock repairs today. Did you have anybody else in to do any repairs since the break-in? Nope. Any other craftspeople or plant enthusiasts? Nope. I think just the lock was... Uh... Oh, you didn't have you didn't have anybody come in to take care of the plants or the lawn? And no glass was broken? Nope. No leather was torn? Nope. Also, we don't have any like gadgets that need it fixed. Okay. Hey, can you tell me who, who wrote this... Um... This list of people that's in this drawer, this employee list, or is that was that turned into you from the man of? Yeah, we probably signed them up when. So like everyone that comes here gets put on like the census, and they're like classified by like status and stuff. I don't know. It's one of us secretaries probably wrote it. How many secretaries are there? Uh, like two or three. I don't know. You and two others. You mean? Not or like you mean me. Mana Hearts secretary? No, one of someone in the government office probably filled that out. Can you recognize this handwriting or no? I'm not very good at recognizing handwriting. Yeah. Who are the other two secretaries? Do you want them to have names? Sure. Uh, Garcy and Frimley. All right. Thanks. You have my name written down there, right, too? Oh, yeah. What's your name? Um, Oppel. A-P-U-L. Spell it correctly. Yeah, I did. I'm not a snitch, but that's not what she wrote. <laughs> Sounds like you're a snitch. Uh, okay. So, what should we do, guys? It's either time to sneak onto the tower. Wait, do you know where the Manahart offices are? Like, where's the main building? It's the tower. The whole okay. The whole tower is Manahart. It's either time to sneak on there and look for more clues, or go back to the inn and look for more clues. Maybe talk to the band. I feel like if we talk to the band, we're not going to get arrested for trespassing. <laughs> so we should do that first. Okay. First, good call. Grungo? Yeah, do it. So you guys head to the quagmire? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, on your way to the quagmire, you run into Constable Bernard. Oh, hey. And he says, I questioned a few people over at the quagmire, but even the receptionist, Janie, said that you guys weren't even there that long questioning people. And I don't even know if that's where they found that thing. Well, we want to come forward and tell you the truth. Okay. I just need to know where you found the damning evidence. We found it in Janitor's house. Janitor? Yeah. He's the one I least expected. But yeah. it's because we think he's a patsy. How did you possibly tie him to the crime? Uh, well, we just went down the whole list of people you gave us, and we harassed them, and then searched their houses. Uh, most of their houses. We didn't search everyone's house because not everyone let us in. Or some of them were home. Yeah. He doesn't have a door, let alone a lock, so it was easy. He was standing on the beach. We just walked right in and found it. And he might tell you some weird story about us going and interrogating him and threatening him and stuff. Did you threaten him? I did not. Mm-hmm. You got to follow proper procedure him. when you're making Neither an arrest. Them threatened Let's him. just say this. You got to Mirandize these folks. We did not arrest him. And also he said, I have the right to remain silent. So he knows. I'm still going to tell him. Tell him what? He has the right to remain silent when okay. I arrest him. You should. That's not on us, though. Okay. And also he might just be a oh. patsy. Here's his collection of earrings. Why do you have his collection of well, earrings? We found I an, forgot to put it back. We found an earring. Where? Next to the filing cabinet. Why didn't you tell me about that? Well, because, because we thought you maybe were the one who was behind the crime the whole time. That happens a lot in the times when we help, where the person who's asking for help is the person... I am the law! Well... The law of stibble. Okay. The constable. Oh, man. 
You're the con of Stibble? This is looking like I don't know how to write names. It's looking like you might be a con artist. Yeah. Are you sure? You're I'm the- not a con. We're following this guy. One of us has to follow this guy the whole time. So you had evidence you collected from the gu- from the crime scene that also pointed to someone who you also had more evidence on, and you didn't, didn't tell me. He didn't them. tell you about the bear claw or the skin flakes either. There's a bear claw. The evidence was in your own building, and you missed it. Yeah, like plain as day, just sitting there. So did you miss it because you were incompetent, or did you miss it because you you we're didn't want to find it? We're paid to miss it. You have a bear claw, you also think, comes from his animal part jewelry? No. No, No, the the bear claw, we think, reminds us of Balefist. And the skin flakes remind us of Harmor. And the earring reminds us of... The skin flakes aren't... Genitor. Genitor. Genitors. Sunburn. (laughs) Oh. You know what? He could all be him. All right. I'm going to go arrest him after I lock him up. I'm going to open up the ferry for the rock show. All right. Sounds good. We'll meet you back by the ferry. All right. All right. Then we rush back to the quagmire. Okay. We ask desperately at the front desk. Okay. Where James we can like, find... Where the aquabats? No, aqua... Uh, where the aquanauts are. Oh, they're aquabats. Why didn't you tell me that it was aquanauts instead of aquanauts? I said it like eight times. I specifically Where are the aquanets? We have to dub those all over. All right, we'll do so it. So that I don't look like I'm stupid. All right, just do a clean take What's now. it supposed to be? Aquan bats. All right, now. You sure you asked me about that? I thought you were going to say like aqua rats or something, you know. That's what I thought the pun was going to be. But you said aquan bats. Aquanet. I have an aqua bats hat. I just forgot their name because for a second, because I was worried about aquan. Yeah, things, you know, it's, things can happen. Misled by the N and the NN. Double N pronunciation. Aquanauts. Aquanauts isn't a band. Phenomenauts is a band. I apologize to the Aquanauts, whoever you are. If you are a band, I'm sorry. The Aquanbats. They're called, we retconned as Aquanbats. Okay. You better <laughs> go back. I love the retcon. And fix it. It's been the Aquanbats this whole time. All right. So, um, do you know where the, what room the Aquanbats are staying in? Uh, we don't give out information Okay, about can our you call them and bring them down here? We want to talk to them. We're They're real big at that fans. table right there. Hey! Guys, I look around for anybody with like superhero masks. And yeah, there's like seven on. of them. How many are there? And black shorts. Yep, they're there. I get a little starstruck, nervous. Okay, I walk straight over to them and I say hello. They're all water type people who like merfolk that all speak Aquan, and they don't speak all common? their songs are in Aquan. They also speak common because. Everyone that speaks common and doesn't speak another language is just super xenophobic. So everyone has to learn common because humans are so xenophobic. Sweet. You would know what I'm talking about. I do. As an elf. I know it as a gnome. A rock gnome that rocks so hard. And speaks what? Common and gnomish. I say hello. They're like, it's a bummer that we're stuck here because our boat can't leave because uh, the whole place is shut down. Oh, you could swim. You want to play another set with us tonight? Yeah, just like in the woods? No, no, no. On the tower. Yeah, we're not allowed on the tower. The ferry's closed. He just opened it. Who opened it? Uh, Constable. Genitor. Constable Barley. He doesn't have the ability to open it. By turning himself in for the crimes. There was a crime? Oh, yeah. That's why it's been closed. We'll sing you a song about it. You'll understand. I guess that makes more sense that they would do it it for a reason, not just like, because they hate us. 
You want to play a show with us then? Yeah, let's go to the ferry. Sweet. You ready? Born ready. Let's do it. All right. We go to the tower. Well, to the ferry. Okay. Is Dirk there? Asleep? Yeah. Is our stuff set up? That dude that was at the dock that's the only other, like, clothing officer is like, ferry's closed, guys. Sorry. Constable told us he was opening it. Then he'll come and open it. All right. We sneak up on Dirk. Okay. And then we tickle him. Roll a tickle check. I thought you were going to say stealth check. I tickle him for 20. Whoa. Nat- what kind of... <laughs> Natural 20. What ability modifier do you Probably think? Probably dexterity is used for tickling. I don't know. Seven. Oh, dexterity? Grundledore tickles him so much he pees himself. Grundledore pees himself? Yep. Grundledore's always peeing himself. I tickled him until I peed myself? Yeah. Doesn't seem right. Constable Bernard comes up and he goes, okay, I guess this is uh, whatever. And then uh, it's good to go. And then uh, this dude who's like, I'm the town crier is like, sweet. And he like has this thing he pulls. He goes like, burr, burr. everyone from every door opens their door and like, what's going on out here? And then the town crier is like, hey, there's a show tonight. It's Antler Mayhem. Uh, I'm like, Hey, also tell them the Aquan Bats are And playing. the Aquan Bats are playing a second reprise show. Well, first reprise. Everyone's like, we get to watch the Aquan Bats again? That's so cool. Yeah, but not as cool as Antler Mayhem the first time, right, guys? And then this really tall lady in this blue dress comes out, and she goes uh, from like really far away. So it takes her a super long time to get there, so you don't even notice her at first. But she's like... Oh, I'm the CEO of Mana Heart, and that's awesome. I love providing really cool stuff for my employees, so let's go do that show thing. Oh, your employees like Galifort? Yep. And Harmon? Yep. Tricked you. It's Harmore. And he throws in at least two names from the non-list. I have a lot of employees. You want me to look up every employee's name right now? I just want to know why you paid Janitor to swap out an employee list at the state building. Oh, I don't um, employ Janitor. Mm, this conversation's not going well. And everybody gets on the ferry. Okay. And then you go over to the tower. And then Dirk sets up the show. Then we start on the bottom floor and we have to fight our way up. So you're on the bottom of the towers, this huge area that's got a lot of like open space for a lot of like, uh, they build things or whatever. It's like huge. That's the space they use for the uh, venue. And it's pretty big. It holds like, you know, a couple, maybe a thousand or 2000 people to the left and right up like um, 45 feet above that. There are these two smaller platforms that are big enough to hold like a couple of these huge machines. They uh, have these hand-rung ladders for climbing, which is annoying to get up to. And then above that, way higher, there's this uh, top platform that's in, like, where it starts getting skinnier again. And all of the space in the bottom platform below the top platform is open. And that's where that beam comes up straight through the bottom platform. And then, uh, like, goes through this, like, focus thing in the... Like a prism? Yeah, I don't know. Okay. (laughs) And out through the sky. Okay. So Antler Mayhem gets up on the stage, and then they're about to start their show, and then there's this huge explosion. God damn it. And then you look up to where the explosion was, where that crystal thing was, and it's shattering and falling from the whatever, and the beam starts to flicker, and all the shards from it fall into the ocean beneath it. And then you see, even though it's like, I was like 90 feet up, so it's pretty high, but like, you could, you could still see it pretty good. I mean, if I can shoot 150 feet. I should be able to see 90 feet. Yeah, let's face it. 
I was thinking about how far 90 feet is. It's almost a football field. And then on the top of the tower, you see Plum from Prindy's doing all these. What? For everyone that doesn't know, this is someone we've already defeated in the past. Well, defeated, clearly not true. What? And she says, Antler Mayhem, you may think you have got me, but you haven't defeated me yet. Once I killed Bernie. What? What? It was easy to get the gems back. And then she pushes this like hoist thing over and Roland's tied up in a knot and he's hanging from this joist thing. She's like, and I captured Roland and we're going to kill him. Why? And okay, but then what? And then all of, well, like roughly a hundred of the people in the crowd whip off their cloaks and they're all wearing these red cloaks under their brown cloaks. And they're like, ha, ha, ha. And they all have this big symbol drawn on the front. That's a circle with a V in it with a blood drip. Was this the same symbol from uh, that one place with the cult where they had red cloaks? Nope. Okay. Just all cult members wear red cloaks. Baruda. Yeah. Okay. And then on one of the side towers, you see these two people that are wearing cloaks next to this giant crate that has a cloth over it. Whip the cloth off. And there is Anna and Flo in the cage. And she's like, and then we will kill Anna and Flo. They're like your relatives, man. Yeah, but I'm crazy. Yeah, Anna's also not related, but you know what I mean? I said like. Okay. Also, I have a surprise for the players of Bardic Mystery Tour. They don't know it yet, but my dad is sitting outside and he is going to come in and play Flo and Anna for the final battle. No way. I saw him out there last time we took a break. No, he uh, he hit himself really well, <laughs> so no one saw him before he came in. Dude, that's pretty cool. This is really cool. <laughs> All right. I'm going to get my dad. All right. So I got my dad in. You want to introduce yourself real quick for anyone that hasn't listened to any of the other podcasts yet? Right. I'm Brayton the Elder. I have two characters. One is Anachronism. He is a human... Uh, he's a Native American from our world that got transformed into this world, and he is a bard, and he has a charge that he protects. Her name is Floramir. She is a half-elf that is a second-level magic user, but he's also training her to be a fighter, so she has first-level fighting abilities as well. Are they like third-level? No, he's... No, he's high level. Okay. I was, <laughs> I was like, oh boy. No, he's high level. And okay. he has a, a shield that if she takes damage, he stays near her in the in a roll of one to ten, he takes the damage. Okay. Instead of her. All right. Well, they're both in a cage that had a cover over it that was just ripped off of them, and they find that they are on this platform. 45 feet above this platform that has a huge crowd of people on it that's on this enormous metal tower out in the middle of the ocean next to another island. Okay. They haven't seen anything since they were last dragged away from Prindy's Duenalis, but they see above them on a platform 45 feet above that even, that has a hole in the middle of it, they see Flo's Aunt Plum, who has Roland tied up on a winch 
over top of this hole in that platform that's over top of a hole in the bottom platform. And there's this real faint blue light that's kind of shooting out of the ocean, but it's kind of flickering right now into like the sky, like through the platform that they're standing on. There's one other platform like the platform that the cage that they're on is... um, it's like it's like the same, but it's on the other side of the tower. So like it kind of makes like this diamond shape. I don't know. Okay. Four platforms, except for the bottom one's like a big circle, like a donut. Got it. It's a square with a hole, with a square hole in it. And they see below them Antler Mayhem on stage, about to play a show, but surrounded by a bunch of people wearing cloaks that are all pulling out short swords and short bows and knocking arrows and getting ready to fight. And they just heard Flo's Aunt Plum say that she's going to kill everyone in Antler Mayhem for what they did to her after she escaped from Prindy's doing all these after killing Bernie. Oh, that's pretty bad. Yeah, Bernie was our favorite. He paid us the most for any show we'd ever been to. Uh, well, he and uh, Anna go way back. Yeah, that's bad for Anna. I'm just saying it's, <laughs> that was the most lucrative show we ever had. So it's right. just as bad for us. Everybody roll initiative. 13. 10. 9. 22. All right, Flo, you're first. Um, are all of these red cloaks around me? Uh, yeah, they're scattered through the crowd. So the crowd is like somewhere in the realm of a thousand people, and there's something like a hundred-ish, give or take, people. So I can't just like take everyone out. I have to actually be careful about this. Yeah. Okay, how far up is Roland? He's 90 feet above you, tied to this winch. Also across from you, because he's not straight above you. Okay, and how far up are Anna and Flo Jr.? 45 feet, but they're like also 45 feet laterally displaced from you. All right, I can see Plum from where I am. Yep, straight up above you. Okay, I'm going to... Not straight up, because she's above that hole in the middle of the bottom platform. And you guys are on the stage. Okay, but if I tried to shoot her, I could... Yeah, if you I shoot her. Theoretically could. All right, I'm going to try and shoot at her. Okay. Um, 20 to hit. Yeah, that's her. 14 damage okay. to her. And then I would like to try and move up towards either Anna and Flo or towards Roland. Is it? Can I climb up? Is yeah, there are like, ladders. So there's like a rung. Yeah. Okay, so I start to climb up um, to go. On the, on the Anna and... Yeah. Okay. From the other platform where you hadn't seen yet, you see Balefist and Galfort step out from behind the machinery. And then Balefist holds his hands in the air and casts a spell. And a dim light from the sky fires down and it hits Grundledore. Ow. Roll a constitution save against 15 with disadvantage. My first roll was a three. You could always do worse than that. Second roll was a five. Got those rolls out of there, though. You don't even need disadvantage. You take. You added your constitution saving throw modifier? That makes it like seven and nine instead of three and five. No, it makes it like four and six. Okay. All right. You take 14 damage. Does anyone feel like rolling an arcana check on this spell? Heck yeah. You don't have to if you don't want to. Sammy Stoneslinger knows what it is for sure. 19. Four. Uh, Flo, you saw Balefist cast this spell, so you recognize it as a druidic spell called Moonbeam. And it slams into Grundledore and emits a faint light, like the moon. Grundledore. What did I think it was? You thought it was like Sky Laser 1.5. Grundledore, when the beam hits you, there's something about your... Being that starts to not make sense anymore. Ugh. 
You feel the hair on your arms uh, getting thicker. I feel. You feel your uh, nose getting bigger. Uh, your tusks getting longer. Uh, your green getting browner. Uh, and the uh, mane on the back of your neck starts getting longer. And then you just really want some mushrooms. Ew. Oink, oink. Can I speak as a boar? Every time you speak, it's a boar. But I'm so... So, Do I have any intelligence in this form? Yes, you have intelligence, but you are confused about who you are. So we're going to roll every round to see whether you get to decide what you do or whether you uh, are going to... Do what you say I do. Yeah. It's going to be a random action, but it's just me telling you what to do. So, all right. Um, then Plum from the top says, push that stupid crate in the ocean. And then Kiffin and Harmer appear behind the crate that Flo and Anna are in. And they lift these two levers up and the crate starts sliding toward the ocean. And then Plum says, now you have to watch your friends die. <laughs> A bunch of the cultists start, like, stabbing members of the crowd. A few of them... Jeez! <laughs> a few of them start shooting at you guys. Sammy does a 13-hit your armor class. No way. How about a five? Also, no. All right. I also want to bring up that I was considering strongly buying a shield today, and I forgot to bring it up. Yeah. It didn't come up. Uh, Flo does a 19-hit your armor class? No. Do you want to know more about that moonbeam spell also? The answer is yes, okay. and also yes. Every turn you start... In it. So actually, all that stuff I told you doesn't happen until your turn. If you start in it, you take 2 die 10 damage, kind of like Cloud of Daggers, and it is a concentration spell, so he can make it last as long as he wants. But if I shoot at him and he gets hit, then he loses concentration potentially. Good to know. All right, Flo, you take 3 damage from a cultist arrow. Okay. Grundledore, does a 15 hit you? No. Oh, also, Grundledore, I've been keeping track of since Derbyham that you actually have one more strength than you said you have, which I think you took a plus one in your strength, but so you have one more strength. Do you have an, What do you have right now? A 16. Oh, okay. So you have one more strength than you thought you had this whole time. I've been playing tricks on you. Yeah, but that means you've been giving him extra strength? Because when he leveled up and he got a 16, and you yeah. had one more to the modifier. Yeah, well, you win some, you lose some. Dang. What did you give Sammy? Just like... Even dumber. Dang. All right. Grunador, does a 10 hit you? No. What about a 7? No. Okay. Because my strength's odd, though, it doesn't actually boost anything. Right. Okay, what's happening with Anna and Flo? They're being dumped into the ocean, so their crate is sliding toward the edge, and it falls off. So they're in, like, free fall toward the ocean right now. Anna casts Feather Fall. Like a small piece of down, we're floating to the ground. Way hey, no matter what the terrain, we will feel no kind of pain. Okay, he slows down until the cage hits him and drags him toward the ocean. Oh, you can't cast it on the... No, not on the thing, on your side. Oh, all right. All right, what are you guys doing? Grondador, roll me just an opposed 20 check. Three. Two. <laughs> Grundledore, after being hit with the moonbeam and turning into a half-man, half-boar, still wielding his maul, charges toward the closest fanboy near the stage and gouges at him. 
but misses. Damn it. All right, Sammy, I'm going to use my ring of jumping as a bonus action. I'm going to run to the edge of the stage and dive off towards where the cage is. Okay. Falling. I think that I can't run into it in the air. I'm just going to dive to the water. Can I catch it in the air? How do you, I mean. I don't know that it's going to do anything. I think. Lift the cage. Hear me out. I think I don't even want to touch it in the air. I'm going to dive into the water where the cage is falling. Okay. Is it a metal cage or like a wooden crate? Because you've said crate. It looked like a crate under the blanket and it was pulled off as actually a cage. Like metal with like a lock. Yeah, yeah. We'll say for the sake of saving you doing nothing on your turn, the cage like hit the water and began sinking and you can go do something to the cage. I can get to the cage. Yeah, you can go to the cage. It's like in the water, it's sinking rapidly. Okay, I want to cast knock on the cage. Okay. I'm knocking at your door. I'm knocking at your door. All right, Sammy jumps on the cage. There's a large padlock that's like the size of my head. So you got to know how big I am to know how big that padlock is. And Sammy casts knock on it and it bursts open. It's slightly smaller than Sammy's thumb when he holds it at like a one to like one and a half ratio from him to me. Does that help? Yeah, thanks. Now you just got to know how big Sammy's thumb is. Okay. The padlock bursts open, shattered by the knock, but it's just, it's just unlocked. It's not shattered. It's not shattered, it just like opens. Yeah, just yeah. unlatched. Yeah. The cage begins sinking rapidly. We can open the door. We're going to get out because we can both swim. Okay. You're both in the water now. We're both in the water. The cage gurgles down below. All of the air in the cage is escaping it as it sinks. I don't know what oh, I bubbles. thought it was. It's not like iron bars. Yeah, it's iron bars. I don't know why they wouldn't release bubbles then. That's like a real like uh animated Disney movie of like something sinking, so it has to release bubbles up. So it just it just sinks like soundlessly into the depth. Until it hits the bottom and then there's a sound. Okay. How high above the water is the platform where these guys are when Sammy dove off? Oh, uh like twenty like fifteen fifteen feet from the water to the platform. Okay. Is there a ladder? Uh there's a ladder. More that you can climb back up out of. We're going to swim to the ladder and we're going to climb. Okay. Flo. Um, I'm going to continue to climb up to the platform where Anna and Flo were, where Kiffin and Harmer are. Okay. And how how close to the ladder are they, like when I climb up and get up there? You had to get over to the ladder and start climbing it. I already was climbing it. Like, I started climbing it on my last turn. So that means you can get to the top of it in your move. They're like 15 feet or something from there. Are they close together? Uh, yeah, they're like five feet from each other. I get up to the top, yep. like to that platform, and I cast Thunder Wave at them, trying to push them off as a level three spell. What's Thunder Wave do? Um, a wave of thunderous force sweeps out from you. Each creature in a 15-foot cube originating from you must make a constitution saving throw. On a failed save, a creature takes 2d8 thunder damage and is pushed 10 feet away from you. On a successful save, the creature takes half as much damage and isn't pushed. 
In addition, unsecured objects that are completely within the area of effect are automatically pushed 10 feet away from you by the spell's effect, and the spell emits a thunderous boom audible out to 300 feet. When you cast a spell using a spell slot of second level or higher, the damage increases by 1d8 for each slot level above first. Okay. So. 31 damage. And are they pushed 10 feet and potentially off the edge? All right. What was the uh, saving throw? 13. Okay. How much damage do they take? 31. Holy crap. I did a good job on that one. All right. Are they pushed off the edge? Harmer is pushed all the way to the edge, barely keeping herself on the platform. Uh, the sound from the blast hits Kiffin, who just immediately falls unconscious and is thrown off the edge of the platform. He plummets 60 feet into the ocean with a big splash. Show him that lightning you were going to show him earlier. Yeah, suck it. Being unconscious in the ocean might not fare too well. Hey, he might not be doing that great. Uh, also, extraneously... Random bits of things on the platform are blown all over the place. A circumstantially happen happenable. Uh, come again? This thing. <laughs> <laughs> a small crate slides past you, which you happen to read a small label on it that says, Anna and Flo's stuff. Throw this away as soon as you can. Falls off the edge of the platform. Sorry, guys. Topples down to the platform below, smashes and spills out a bunch of weapons and gear and stuff. Onto the platform that this stage was on. And where you're about to climb to. Score. We're ready. I guess that's the end of my turn. No, is anyone injured that I saw? Yeah, all the people got stabbed by the cultists. I saw you get injured, didn't I? But you're like a boar? He's half boar, half man. I don't know how this works. No orc left. All right, I'm done with my turn, I guess. Uh, Grundledor, you have two attacks per round, right? Yeah. One of your attacks you can use is a uh, tusk gore. A ramming attack? Yeah. If you move 15 feet in a straight line toward a target and you hit them with your tusks, you deal an extra 2 die 6, and if they don't pass a DC 13 saving throw, they're knocked prone. The tusks do 2d6 slashing damage. If you do that charge, it does 4d6, and they have to do a DC against 13 or they're knocked prone. Okay. All right. Balefist discontinues his moonbeam and casts another spell at flow. I dodge! I dodge! Roll a will save against 15. What's a will save? Wisdom. Sorry. Against what? 15. I got a 12. All right. Do you feel like rolling Arcana? Yeah. I got an 8. God, I got that. Does anyone else feel like rolling an Arcana? Can I see it from down in the water? I rolled a 2. Well, you are Borman. Sammy's in the water. All right. No one knows what the spell is, but Flo can't move at all. She feels completely stiff. We have to peel her skin off and get her new body out of it. Yeah, it's skin to um, unmovable skin. Don't worry, Flo, we're coming. We'll cut you open. Then Harmor runs over, grabs the brooch off your neck, and tears it off your cloak. And your cloak falls to the ground because it was actually holding it on and not just dick. No, not your good cloak. Now who's wearing a cloak? Sammy. Roland. And then begins running up the ladder that heads toward Plum. And then a bunch of people shoot at people. Flo, does a 13 hit you? Uh, no. Grundledor, does an 8 hit you? No. Does a 13 hit her if she is not moving? Oh, yeah. Take your uh, dexterity. I mean, never mind. What do you mean to do? 
You can't add your dexterity to your armor class. My armor class? Okay. I mean, I'm a 13 then. (laughs) Two damage. I'm sorry. The rules, you know, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said. All right. Grundledore, roll an opposed check with me. Three. All right. Grundledore gorges a peasant standing. Wait. Oh, let's see. Let's see. All right. So it's Can I get the 15 foot charge on one and add No, you're standing next to some. But there's a chance it's a cultist. Well, it's a thousand to a hundred. So do a 10 sided. Wait. A hundred of those people took cloaks off and were cultists. Yeah. So it's 900 to 100. Yes. One out of 10. Yes. So still use the D10. Grundledore rams the nearest person wearing a cloak. Better not be Flo's cloak. And he hits him and he falls on the ground, seemingly lifeless. But is it a cultist? It's hard to say. Shouldn't it be easy because they're all wearing red cloaks? Yeah. Did Grendel Boar find any mushrooms on this cloakist? Uh, yeah. He, that's why he rammed him. He thought he was a mushroom. Thought maybe he was hiding mushrooms Will from they him. heal me? They make you twice as tall. All right. Everyone go ahead. Okay. Are we on the platform? Yeah. We can run over and grab our stuff. Yeah, they can make it the rest of the way up the ladder and run over and grab their stuff. Okay. Sammy. I'm going to climb up the ladder. How much movement do you think I have left? Um, so you weren't quite at the ladder because you were at the thing. Yeah, but my swim speed is swim, 60 because of the cloak of the manta ray, which I have. Right. So if you swim over, you can get up onto the platform and probably over to like the bottom of one of those two platforms. Which one do you want to go to? I want to go to the one that has Galifort and Balefist on it. Okay. And that's 45 feet up? Yeah. And they're just standing up there like jerks. Yep. Casting spells and stuff. And I'm going to take a beat of blast beats and put it in my sling. And then using my ancient stone slinger technique, I'm going to sling the stone at them. It's over 40 feet and it's less than 160, so it's a disadvantage. Okay. Do I hit with a 14? Uh, yeah. So that does, um, do you remember what that does? I really hope you wrote the damn. I sure will tell you okay. because you might not remember, even if you're a listener. I know everything that I've ever said in the past, so it's a ten foot radius bubble. It's a force field, and anybody inside is trapped if they fail a dex save against fifteen. Okay. And then they take five d four damage if they fail. Okay. I don't remember if it's half. I'm sure it's half. Okay, so I'll roll damage. Eleven damage. Did I trap them in it at all? Uh, you trapped Balefist, but not Galifort. Okay. And it says it lasts for one minute. Okay. Does that stop his spell on me? Just curious. No. And then I would like to use Bardic Inspiration on Flo Calhoun. It's not a spell, it's an ability. Don't you know, don't you know? And I'll use it to help Colonel Lord or Flo or Flo. Don't you know? Okay. I'm hoping you get an opportunity to make another saving throw on your turn. And that's my whole turn. Thanks. It's actually at the end of your turn, you take another wisdom save. Oh, it is concentration. What's the five concentration? It's the DC is 10 or half of the damage dealt, whichever is higher. All right. How much damage are you dealing? 11. So 10. Okay. Yes. So you are not released. Oh, I was trying to help by cutting them out of combat, but now like we can't hit them. Beyond that force field. <laughs> no, he can just hold it forever. We can't push the force field off the... Yeah, if I thunder wave him, like if I got free, would he and his force field go down? So I just wrote trapped in force field. I can't remember if it's an immobile force field or not. Uh, it's not immobile. There's something dumb, like someone outside of it can pick it up and it weighs like 10 pounds no matter oh, what's yeah, inside yeah, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they can't move it from inside. Okay. So he's stuck in there. All right. Is it my turn? 
Yeah, yeah, it's your turn right now. So Sorry. you get a turn, but you have the condition paralyzed uh, or incapacitated. Incapacitated, I think. Okay, so I roll a d20. Yep. And try to do wisdom. Yep, it's 15, and you are inspired. This is what I rolled. What do you add to that? To Zero. wisdom, nothing. Okay. All right. Yeah, I wouldn't do it. Yeah, okay. Because I'm stuck here. A D eight to seven, then it's gonna be hard to get a fifteen. Right. All right. Harmore finishes scurrying up the ladder, runs over, hands his brooch off to Plum. Plum shatters the setting of the gem, puts it into something that you can't really see because she's really high up, and then throws it down beneath her, and it falls like 15 feet before it suddenly expands out into this pentagon of light. It has red and green and purple and yellow and blue points on it. Light is just pouring out of the bottom and darkness is pouring out of the top. And she goes, you're all finished. And she reaches over with her dagger and slashes the rope that Roland is on. And you see him gasp under his, uh, you know, mouth blindfold. Gag. Gag. And you hear him go, and he falls. And as soon as he hits that light, it just, oh, I guess it made the pentagon. Then as soon as he hit it, then the light started pouring out. And he didn't come out of the bottom. He's just gone. Oh, well. And then Plum says, now Antler Mayhem will die. And she jumps off the hole and falls in through that pentagon also. What? Whose turn is it? Uh, Galifort makes a lunge at Sammy Stoneslinger. Good luck, I say. Well, does a eight hit your armor class? Not quite. All right. Then a bunch of cultists start shooting at you guys. This dies. I rolled over ten once out of those six rolls. All right. Anna's armor class is less than 16. Yes. Anna takes six damage. A bunch of the crowd begin fighting back against the cultists. They realize that it's a nine to one ratio here, and it's not very good for the cultists. Yeah, crowd. And you see Constable Bernard reaches down to his utility belt, whips out a sending stone, and you hear over the din of the crowd. It's not a din. It's like a full-blown roar of, like, chaos and panic. Marketh Abaddon, we need you here now at Stibble. Then a gate of light opens. Out steps Marketh Abaddon, wielding the light of Ajon and flame liquor. Da, da, da. Double wielding? It's like the Infinity War. Yeah, dude. All right, Grundledor, roll me post 20. You feel yourself figuring out your new body. You have a plus two on your roll. What's higher? 10. I got 17. He charges a random crowd goer. This time, not Man. a cultist. Slamming them for five. Oh, I don't, I don't have to tell you how much it slammed him for. Okay. He hits them. They seem staggered, but not down. Go ahead. Flo Jr. is going to cast Catapult on the force field guy. Okay. Which will throw that up to 90 feet, and she's going to throw it at a bunch of cultists that are close to the edge and see if she can knock them off. The cultists are all mixed in with are they? normals. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they're not like... If I ever gain control of my body, I'm going to drop them all on the ground and just destroy okay. the platform. There's still the guys over on the other platform that just pushed us off, though. No. Balefist is in the bubble. Okay. Galifort is on the same platform with Sammy Stoneslinger, and Harmore ran to the top. Oh. And Kiffin was knocked off and fell in the ocean. He's drowning. But we could take Catapult and throw it at the guy that ran up to the top to give Plum the brooch, right? Yeah. I mean, the platform, because it's like above it, 
The platform gives them pretty good cover. Who went up? Harmore. Harmore, yeah. Which is a lady, a lady just yeah. so you know. Oh, okay. Galifort and Harmore are ladies. Okay. We're going to cast Catapult. It's going to shoot it up and drop it on that. Okay. And we'll see if it hits the lady and knocks them off. All right. Lift it up and throw it far. See it streak like a shooting star. When it lands, it's quite a jolt, sailing from my catapult. And I got a four. Okay. You fling the bubble like out into the ocean somewhere. Blow is still held, though. I don't know if that thing floats. It's full of air, right? Yeah. Okay. Timmy really... I thought it was going to be really helpful. Anna's going to take his club and attack the nearest red cloak. Okay. He got a 15. Uh, that's it. 10. All right, Anna clubs a random cultist who falls on the ground unconscious. We should probably, after we do that, we can both run to a ladder. Where's this thing that Roland and Plum disappeared into? It's still, it's only like 15 feet below the top platform, which is 90 feet up. So it's 75 feet up yeah. off okay. of the bottom platform. So yeah. can we start climbing? To yeah, yeah, you can start climbing. Okay, we're going to start climbing then. Sammy, you are on the platform with Galifort. Yeah, I don't know how to help the Flow. halfling with pink hair. I thought we were friends, you know? I'm going to cast Tiny Servant as a fourth level spell, and I'm going to animate two additional objects for each slot level over third. We all need some help sometimes. It's no surprise. The best kind of help always comes from the little So I'm going to animate all three clockwork toys that I bring with me. One is a monkey with symbols and a fez on its head. And one is a little gorilla that climbs things. And one is a little quadricopter. It, can it fly? I don't know if that's fair use of the spell. No, I don't think so. Okay. Well, then instead of a quadricopter, it's just like... It oh. can be a quadricopter that doesn't fly. What if it's uh, like a horse? Okay. Then it can fly. Okay, perfect. A Pegasus. All right, so then I'm going to have all three of them attack her. Okay. And boy, is she going to be hurt. How long does this spell on Balefist go? Like, can you just stop casting it and he drowns? No, because it's an item. If it were a concentration spell, yes. Oh. They're going to slam her. If he can't swim, maybe. The horse got a one, so it misses. The gorilla got uh, an 11 armor class, which I bet misses. Yeah. And then... The monkey with the fez got a uh, 20 armor class. Okay, that's it. Five damage. The monkey slams Galifort. She stumbles a little bit and says, Ah, stupid Sammy Stoneslinger, and then falls off of the platform, plunging 60 feet into the water. All right, and then I'm going to do Bardic Inspiration on Floramir. Through good and bad times until the bitter end. I've got your back and I know you've got mine, my friend. And the next time when things are looking dim, I'll know you do your best and overcome challenge. Okay. Malketh flies over, touches his hand to Grundledor, and he says, Be clear, my friend. Have your mind restored. And then a blast of light shoots from Malketh's hand into Grundledor, and it looks like he absorbs the whole light. Ah, uh, my truffle craving is starting to fade. And then Malketh says, And their mayhem, I'll handle these people. You gotta get through that gate and stop whatever's happening. That's an unholy portal. 
Flo stands there. I have a confession. Tiny Servant has a one-minute casting time, I just realized. Man, I hate you. Oh, you want to try to attack and do five damage? Okay. Yeah, uh, right. Slinger. 24 armor class. Right, that hits. Seven damage. All right. Sammy Stone Slinger hits her in the forehead with a sling stone and she falls off after saying stupid Sammy Stone Slinger. I'm really sorry. You know what Retcon. that is? Retcon. It's the word of the day, guys. All right. I guess these cultists start shooting at people. Sammy. Tick six. Yo. Rundledore, is your armor class 14? 17. Ooh. Well, you take three. Ooh. The luckiest cultist in the world shoots at Flo Calhoun. Deals her eight damage. Oh. Doesn't that break that spell, though? She gets takes nope. damage? Oh. Who cast it on her? Balefist. He's floating in a safety bubble in the ocean, just making sure Flo can't do anything. I don't regret my decisions. All right. Some of them shoot at Malkath, some of them shoot at Anna, some of them shoot at uh, Floramir, and they all miss. Flo. Get this safe. Get this safe. I could be 13. All right, listeners, we need you to clap. But like six weeks ago. I am going to use my bardic inspiration. I say. (laughs) 13. It's 15, though. I thought you said it was 13. I asked it was 13, and you said, uh huh. All right, cut this back. Ready? It's 15, not 13. Uh, Flo stands there. Okay. What are you guys doing? We're climbing. We have to climb up to the top to get. Yeah, yeah. So you. Attacked and climbed, so you got like 30 feet up, and then if you take a dash action, that'll get you to the top platform. And then, before we do anything else, Anna's going to give Sammy Bardic Inspiration. Okay. Way away high, oh, my words of power go to strengthen your next blow, yo, way away high, oh. Grundledore, roll against me to see who gets to control Grundledore. Fifteen. Ten. Woo! Attack a stranger. Oh, I guess he also cleared your, your mind. Find a person that has a Sammy Stoneslinger or a Flo Calhoun shirt. I ram them. I'm the most popular member of Antler Mayhem. Okay, I guess uh, we have to get through the gate, don't we? That's what Malkat said. Is that what everybody else is doing? That's what we're doing. Nope. I think that we need Flo's assistance, too. You can break me, but I'm not going to be very helpful. Should I just jump in or something need done first? Tell Malkith to cure me. Malkith, cure Flo. Can you do damage within that bubble to that guy and cause him to lose his concentration? Am I within a bubble? No, he's within a bubble. Floating in the ocean. He's, like, uh, far away now, though. because he got away? Catapulted. The catapult trajectory was this, like, 45-degree angle. Eh, maybe a little steeper than that. But then it missed. And for it to have enough force to get up there and miss, it's now like, oh, I guess we could have like just barely missed and fell in the ocean over by like where uh, Kiffin is. Wouldn't that break his concentration of like being bumped around in that? He rolled for it. Oh, that's the only high roll you've made. Uh, no, every time I try to fight Grundledore for control, I win. Although I won with a three or something, didn't I? We don't want to talk about it. So he, yeah, I guess he's pretty close to the base of the tower in the water, in the ocean. Is there anything else near him? It's just him solo. Just him in this bubble of force. Is he close to any supports for the tower? No. Damn it. I'm thinking about just destroying the tower anyway. It seems like a good way to murder a bunch of innocent people. We don't have to worry about sorting them out. You don't have to worry about the cultists killing them if we kill them. I mean, we're putting them to the ancient tests here. 
if they float, they ain't witches. They ain't witches. They sink, they're a witch. No, it's the other way around. If you float, you're a witch. Then you get killed. And then you get killed. But if you drown, then you weren't a witch, so it's fine. Yeah. Well, we just kill whoever floats then. It'll be easy to pick them off in the water. There's one person floating right now. But if everybody's floating... He is a witch. I guess, actually, Kiffin and Galifort are also in the water. Are they both unconscious? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they drown. I guess I'll try to hit him with a shatter, see if I can break his concentration. Okay. I'll do it as a level two. Or I'm gonna bust you up. My thunder hits like a truck. Wow. Shatter. Six damage. What's the saving throw? Constitution rate? Yeah, I think it is. All right. Flo, you suddenly feel your limbs release. Oh. Huh. I'm back. I guess I'll, uh... Throw an inspiration at somebody who might need it. Or uh, should I just try to move toward the... I'm going to move toward the gate. I mean, you can do both of those things. I'll do both. Who wants to be inspired? I could be. Okay, I'll uh, target flow number one, and I'll move close to the gate. You're going to climb 30 feet up the ladder? Yeah. Cool. Bring your mind down on like a fire. With the spell, your ass I'll inspire. Did you go already, Sammy? No. I'm just going to dash and climb up the ladder. Well, if you dash, you can get to the top with like 15 more feet of movement. You can either stay at the top of the platform where Harmor, Anna, and Floramir are, or you have enough space. Like Anna and Floramir didn't have enough move to get to the center and jump in, but like Sammy could jump in the hole if he wants. Who else is in the hole already? Just Plum and Roland. Roland and Plum, yeah. But Flo's free now. And Malka's out here. I'm I'm jumping in the hole. Okay. We gotta save Roland. Sammy, you jump through the hole. You hit the Pentagon of Darkness, and everything goes black. To where does this mysterious gate go through which Sammy boldly leapt? Can the gang save Roland? Who will stay behind to save the townsfolk from the cultists? And who will brave the darkness into the unknown? Find out next time on Bardic Mystery Tour. Hey there, Groobies. Brayton here. Man, what a fun adventure we're having now. We only have one episode left until the end of season two, so get excited. There will be a two-week break, so next week's episode will come out November 4th. Then we won't have any episodes on the 11th or 18th, and then we're back at it again on the 25th of November for season three. Remember, we're doing the Dice Giveaway in partnership with Dice Envy, so tweet at us, tag Dice Envy, tag Bardic Mystery Tour, 
and say you're interested in some free dice. Also, for a second chance to win, sign up on our Patreon because we're doing a giveaway just for our Patreon patrons. Um, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the show. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com. Bardic Mystery Tour is recorded at Looking for Group Pittsburgh. Looking for Group Pittsburgh is a land center in the Brookline neighborhood of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. If you're in the area, stop by for games, co-working, or events. Find more information or schedule your next party at lfgpgh.com.